0: Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska Podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. Number 6, verse 22. Are you all there? Say amen. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless. The Israelites say to them, I actually want you to say that. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites. I will bless them. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the, your goodness towards us and your word that is truly a lamp and to a feet of light upon our path. I pray that you would move with power in Jesus' name as we preach your word. May you write on the fleshly tablets of our heart even as we write with pen and paper or with our devices. God, touch us. May, it, may we never be the same. I pray that the effects of this service would be far-reaching into eternity. I pray, God, through this service, you would break the power of darkness and the curse. I pray through this service, as these words are preached through these lips of clay, we would be forever changed. Come on, lay hands on your own heart and ask God to touch and change you today. Touch and change us today in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. And um, we have had numerous printing challenges, so you'll bear with us, please. I've been in a series called Healing the USA. It's actually, I think, the fourth year in a row that I've done a series right at this time. And the reason is, our nation needs to be healed. And so we've emphasized different messages on that and showed that our nation needs to be healed. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't take much discernment to see that we have great problems in America. And um, I mean, it's just horrendous defilement and perversion everywhere, and uh, I saw pictures uh, from this past week, or perhaps it was the week before, on the uh, drag queen show done in the parks of Saldatna. So, you know, we love everybody, but, you know, sin is sin, and we're not going to endorse it. We can't endorse it. Not before God, we can't. And uh, I've had arguments with the people who say that they're Christians about abortion and, you know, it's my body, I can do what I want to. People that say they're believers, are obviously undiscipled. It certainly is your body and you can do whatever you want with it. But the problem is when there's someone else's body on the inside of yours, you can't do whatever you want with theirs. Hence yeah. yeah. abortion. So we celebrate the overthrowing of Roe versus Wade and it's gone to the States and, and uh, it's brought me great hope it's brought me, brought me hope. I mean, part of me says, well, I praise God, I guess our Supreme Court is intact to some degree that that would then take place. And then the conspiracy minded part of me thinks maybe they planned it that way to cause, you know, anyway, I'm believing hope always love always hopes. Come on, God, turn America. Everybody say turn America. May the Lord heal the United States of America. So we talked about in recent messages as we're in a series that there'll be at least one more message uh, next week on freedom and celebrating our country. And that's why we've done it, because this is the birth, the birthday of the United States of America is coming and we want to bring healing and preach healing to you. So we talked about the purpose for America and, and this morning I want to talk about the blessing of God the blessing of God. I want to preach to you today something that all of us need in our lives. You need the blessing of God. You say, no, I don't need the bl- I need the money. No, no. You don't need money with a curse. You need the blessing of God. And that aspect of that is finances, but it's so much more than that. I want to preach today about the blessing of God. The blessing, blessing in the Bible is a theme. It runs from revelation Pardon me, Genesis to Revelation. It's through the entirety of all of Scripture, the blessing of God. Under, to, to understand God's blessing, and I'm, I'm writing the notes that you don't have, but to understand God's blessing, to understand God's blessing, have, I have a clear picture of some spiritual realities. So the first thing is, God's real. Everybody say, God's real. God's real. God's real. God's real. God, God is real. And there are there are blessings he can bless, and and there are curses. God's blessing is like a is like a canopy. Pardon me. Satan is real also. Everybody say Satan's real, and he is basically an instrument of releasing evil through mankind's sin. So God is real, Satan is real, and and the blessing of God is like a canopy. I. Uh, I don't has anybody ever been under a parachute? You ever, maybe, anybody ever parachuted down to something? That's a picture of the blessing of God. If I was to take an umbrella and open the umbrella over the entire congregation, that would be a picture of the blessing of God. That we're under the umbrella. And whatever's happening outside of that is not going to affect me because I'm under the, under the umbrella. You see like Goshen in, in the book of Exodus. was a place where it was light, but everywhere else it was dark. We live in Goshen with the blessing of God, if we can say that way. The, the blessed place. That is the way it should be for God's people. To come out from under that canopy is to be removed from that canopy. evils released you come out from under the blessing of god then there's evil and there's a curse so god gave israel a choice and he gives us a choice he gave them a choice when they entered canaan's land to live blessed or cursed and i'm just going to tell you you have a choice this morning to live blessed or cursed which one do you want now nobody in their right mind says, oh curse me yes Oh gosh. Yes. Sores and the itch. I want all of it. Nobody's going to do that in their right mind. If that's you, then you're demonized. You need help. You've come to the right place. Welcome to Kings. We got notes now. Let's do it. Come on. Hustle them up. Hustle means jog. Take a big old stack, put it in the hand of your uh, big old stack on the end of every row. Ready? Set. Come on, where's the hustle boys? Let's go, come on, that's it. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. All right. So he gives Israel a choice to be blessed or to be cursed. I remember years ago when we first pastored Molokai, I was less gracious. (laughs) I'm still learning. I'm still growing up. How many of you are growing up in the Lord? All right, I'm still growing up. Some of us are late bloomers. But I was way less gracious back then. And uh, I remember it was the first or second week. I think it was the second week. I went to take the offering in Molokai. It was like we had revival. God, people were touched, got getting touched. We went to take the offering. It was like the Holy Spirit left. People got up, walked out. Everybody, the whole room went ice cold as soon as we got to take the offering. And I was so intimidated by it. It was such a shift. I thought, man, what is that? I'm like, oh, I was uncomfortable as a new, now I know when I feel that like you press in, punch it in the throat. I, I know differently, but then I was intimidated. I'm, I'm stalling, telling you a story until you get the notes and then we'll go back into the message, right? But it's a true story. In that the second weekend I got up, I said, if that happens again, I'm really gonna go for this thing. I'm going for the throat. So it did, it happened again. I went to take the offering, the room went cold, people got up to leave and I said, excuse me how many of you would like to be blessed raise your hand all right you go ahead and raise your hand if you want to. all right and then I said how many of you'd like to be cursed and of course nobody raised their hand because they're not going to admit it if they want to be cursed because <laughs> you know it's a little awkward you're in church oh yes I'd like to be cursed and I said okay so either you tithe and receive the blessing of God or you don't and receive the curse which one do you want very good. Raise your hand if you want to be blessed. They raised their hand. I said, ushers put envelopes in every single hand. And uh, we thinned the church, dropped by 25%. And then we really took off. And over the course of time there, it more than doubled and tripled and doubled again. And uh, it's been growing ever since. God gave Israel a choice. And I am going to tell you that he gives you a choice. He gives you a choice. This illustrated sermon, I want you to go to Leviticus chapter 26, please. Blessings and curses are listed in two different places, and this is an ancient way of, there was uh, uh, the Hammurabi, uh, the scrolls of Hammurabi, different, different ancient manuscripts you'll see that they, it was, it's common where they would write all of the blessings, then all of the curses, and then a condi- it's conditional. So if you, if you obey all of these commands, you get all the blessings. If you disobey, you get all the curses. The difference with the Word of God and the Torah, the Old Testament here in Leviticus 26, is that there's a real God, a real living God giving these. And I'm going to read to you from verse 3. So these are the blessings are listed in Leviticus 26 and Deuteronomy 28. If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will send you rain in its season. And the ground will yield its crops and the trees their fruit. Your threshing will continue to grape harvest. Grape harvest will continue into planting. And you will eat all the food you want and live in safety in your land. I'll grant peace to you. You'll lie down and no one will make you afraid. I'll remove wild beasts from the land, sword will not pass through your country. I mean, it just goes on and on. Verse 9, I'll look with favor on you and multiply you and increase your numbers. It's a beautiful thing to read. And then in Deuteronomy 28, which many people know about, most people don't know about Leviticus, but Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1 through 14, if you carefully, notice the if. If you carefully obey the Lord your God and follow all his commandments I give you today, the Lord will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All of these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey. So, And it goes on, and they're beautiful to read, and you should read them. One writer defined the blessing as, quote, a solemn, deliberate act through which specific concrete advantages are conveyed. So as you look at this text here in Numbers 26, it, and, and it's familiar because I pray it, Every service, every service, 99.9%. I pray this numbers six over you, over us. God speaks to Moses, The context here. God is speaking to Moses and he's to inform Aaron and his sons two things. Two things. One, God desires to bless Israel. Everybody say God desires to bless Israel. Okay, that's still true today. And if you've not been to Israel and you're able to come with us in, no- in November, then you'd be sure to, to be at that interest meeting. You'll find out more about it. And the Old Testament, you say, well, the Old Testament, we're in the New Testament now. I know. But the Old Testament is absolutely pertinent to the New. If you don't understand Old Testament, you will not understand the New. And the Old Testament is a picture book of New Testament reality. Try that with me. The Old Testament is a picture book of New Testament reality. It's types and shadows. So when it says that God wants to bless Israel, how many of you know God wants to bless His people? God wants to bless you. God, how many of you know Israel is made of tribes? Okay, how many of you know that nations are made of families? And uh, the second thing He wanted them to know is not only that God desires to bless Israel, and of course we have the related New Testament understanding that God wants to bless us, but it was their job. It was the job of the priests. After daily sacrifice, the Israelite priests would extend their hands and bless Israel. And uh, there is are many, uh, many different things you can read on this But they would bless Israel by making the the letter. Now, I'm not a Jew, and I'm not a Jewish scholar. But from what I gathered in my studies over the past 24 to 48 hours and earlier, they would extend their hands, and the people would bow their head, and they would extend their hand. Actually, Spock was a Jew. No, No, I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding. Spock was a Jew. Leonard Nimoy was a Jew. How many of you know this? Leonard Nimoy was a Jew and he grew up in a Jewish home and he, he, when they would bow their heads and the priests would then, then the the rabbis would bless the the congregation and they would all bow their heads and, and, and put, uh, uh, I forget what it's called. Come on. Some of you Jewish root people to put the the tent over there at Talit. Thank you. Where are you? You're awesome. God bless you. They'd put the tallit over their head and they would bow their head and then the priest would bless him. So when Leonard Nimoy was chosen and they were trying to get this special, you know, uh, and uh, what's it called? The greeting. The greeting. Yeah. Live long and prosper. Yeah. That's where that comes from. And can I tell you how angry Jews were? It's not one hand, it's actually two. And it makes the letter of God in, in Hebrew. Okay, it, it, that's another message, and I, and I haven't studied it well enough to, to share it with you. But that's what they would do. And they would speak the blessing over the people. They, they, they would do this, like, daily. This is what they did. And as a priest prayed, it became customary for them to, to, to leave their hands like that and to bless and for people to bow their heads. It's, it's this amazing, amazing picture and it's so important that they were to do it over and over. So when we say to each other, I mean, I'm going to get there. You're about to hear something. have got 20 minutes left to bring you some meat. And are you guys ready for this? Because I'm stirred by this right here. Say, so what does this have to do with healing America? Everything. Because America's coming under the curse. But if you'll rise up, it'll come under the blessing. Come on, somebody say amen. The blessing is to be spoken not only just the in, the nation, but over individuals. Everybody say over individuals too. Over individuals too. And, it, and I may just say it. They shall say. They had to open their mouth and say it. Now you would be uh, 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 surprised perhaps if you didn't do it if you did a study to see how much power there is in your speech. And I've given just a couple of scriptures here. You see, they were supposed to be, the priests were supposed to be a conduit. They weren't the actual ones that were releasing the blessing. It was God releasing the blessing through them. They were a conduit. Come on, we've got electricity and lights going on. How many you know the light is not actually bringing the light? It's electricity going through a filament, so on and so forth. The priests were a conduit, and that's what we should be as well. Numbers 14, listen to this. Verse 28 So tell them, as surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do the very things I heard you say. Now that in the context, that wasn't good because they're like, he hates us. And he brought us out here to kill us. In Egypt, we had leeks and garlic, but out here, we're going to die. And and the Lord's like, that's right. You're going to die then. I mean, that's kind of intense. In Job 22, verse 28. And I don't like how the NIV says it at all. So I went for the King James. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and thy light shall shine upon thy ways. It's a picture, Job's comforter, speaking to Job, that you shall decree a thing. I, I say it this way to you. You've been in here in any length of time. You're the prophet over your own life. And I, I've picked on my father-in-law, and I'm sure he doesn't mind because he's in heaven. It's not so nice to pick on people when they're here. They should be quietly rebuked without gossiping. But my father-in-law, that was a, like a say-law moment. So my father-in-law and I, we would correct him when he was here in the earth, but, you know, he's dead now because he said, if I heard it once, I heard it 50 times. When I'm 60, I don't even like saying it. He said he's just going to die when he's 60. Well, guess when he died? 60. And I've heard that over and over and over and over and over. He said, well, I, that's your old trash thing. That doesn't mean any. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Go to the book of James. Try that. Book of James. Well, I'll let you look it up. But he quotes, life and death are in the power of the tongue. He quotes Proverbs eighteen twenty one: Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat it. The the living, eat of its fruit. The the living version, New Living Version says, those who love to talk will reap the consequences. But the, the truth is, is if you're speaking life, you reap the consequences of your life words. Some of you have death coming out of your mouth. You ought to wash your mouth with the word. Revelation 12, I might preach this morning. Revel- Go ahead, turn there, turn there. If I don't finish the notes, then you can all get words of knowledge to fill in the blanks. <laughs> Revelation 12, 11, talking about overcoming Satan, they overcame Satan by, well, overcame him, means Satan, by the blood of the lamb, by the what? Blood, blood of the lamb and the what? Word. The word, Hmm. mm, mm. mm. So if I, if I have, if I have a, if my leg needs healing, right? Okay, so my leg needs healing, let's say, for illustration purposes, my leg needs healing. What's the matter with your leg? My leg needs healing. Well, let's pray for you. In Jesus' name, leg be healed. Do I have a testimony? I didn't say anything but I'm obviously not dragging my legs. So my testimony is shown by my actions. You can see my legs not hurting anymore because I'm not limping. Right? So there's a testimony that's, that's shown by your example, by your actions, by your way of life. And uh, uh, Augustine said, preach the gospel at all times and sometimes use words. So your life is, is, the way that you live, the way that you tip, the way that you drive. I'm under a special dispensation for driving. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> not. is <laughs> a testimony, but that's not what it says. It says, they overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the lamb and the word of your, what? and so you got healed. Then you say, the Lord has healed my leg. My leg is healed. That has power. The testimony, the, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus, so the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. Literally, by speaking forth the blessing, please hear me, by speaking blessing, you can release the blessing. If you speak nasty things, some of you need to shut your mouth. Let's have a praise break. That was a little aggressive. I was going to say, shut up. The priest will say. Now, when you look at this in Hebrew, um, I don't speak Hebrew or read Hebrew just yet, but I have lots of tools, and in looking at the at this Hebrew the phraseology through these blessings, there's numerous blessings in in number six it's it's it builds up it emphasizes divine generosity everybody say build up up. divine generosity generosity. and multiplication that is what this that is an aspect of the kingdom so the whole the whole idea that you should be broken and humble is totally not of god you should be humble but not broken shalom is the idea of completeness All right, the blessing focuses on things we need in life, the the blessing. Lord bless you. Come on, someone say, the Lord bless you. The The Lord bless you. When you read this and understand what God is saying, he's saying that there is divine, listen to me, you're not gonna like it, some of you, divine material blessings. That come from God. So well, it's more spiritual. It is also spiritual, but undeniably in the original language and, and, and consistent through the New Testament. It is also material. It's both. Really, really, uh, real success is, is not, it's not having a large house or lots of money. It's not having fame and fortune. You never see in Scripture uh, a, uh, an emphasis for us to become famous. You never see that. Real success is being who God says you could be, doing what God says you can do, and have what God says you can have. You know what real prosperity is? Having what you need when you need it with the peace and the blessing of God. So silver and gold have I none. Homeboy didn't need silver and gold. He needed new legs in Acts chapter 4, 3, and 4. Somebody said, we got all kinds. We're going into a financial crisis. I will tell you the financial crisis is a byproduct of sin in this country. And if we, could, if we could just turn things around, if America could be healed, it'll solve all. You say, well, that's the gas prices. So Democrats, no, no, it's sin. It's sin if America can turn. That's why I'm so encouraged by the Supreme Court decision. My God, overthrow same-sex marriage too. Amen. If you're offended, um, uh, it is not my desire to offend you however it's going to happen and uh, as that happens you examine your opinion and your belief system and your theology and either you're basing it on sociological law popular opinion and or your opinion or you're basing it on god's word so i don't just say random things i've been convicted in times of my life where i felt like i could do something and then the lord's like no you can't so then at that point you get to choose who you're going to obey at that point those who love god obey his word and if you want the blessing of god he doesn't do it your way he doesn't stand over your word he stands over his word so before you get offended at me and go try to find another church why don't you go read your bible and just see which the ultimate authority that you have who is the ultimate authority in your life it is not me it's god's word or is it or do you want to rip that piece out and say well that's that's not real popular oh i know it's not popular at all that's why I should say, I would, you know, very possibly we're going to get we're going to get removed from Facebook. Very possibly we're going to get removed from YouTube. Very possibly we're going to re- be removed because we say things. I'm not going to stop saying. I don't know how we're still on because I must still say it. But we have we have a, a a stream that you should probably start watching off of the web, off of the website, off of the app, and uh, they can't take that down because we stream it ourselves. Where are we? Blessing. So God, the blessing over Israel, the blessing over us is um, prosperity and blessing spiritually and physically. But I, let, me, let me find this quote to you. It's, it's so profound. It, I, I, perhaps I didn't put it in here. Where is it? Well, it's the idea that if you... Without flour, there's no Torah. It's, a, it's an old Jewish saying. So how are you going to study God's word and live for him with all your might if you're not strengthened and he's helping you with divine health? Do you understand? God's got to give you strength to do what you've been called to do. So, 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 so he's not going to give that to you? No, he, he gives it to you. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Spiritual blessings are then protected. And so are material blessings. Come on, the devourer. Yeah. All right, keeping. look at two. Keep two. Keep you. Keep it, th- th- This is interesting. Everybody say keeping. It's, it's the, the blessing and then the keeping. Yeah. How, many, how, how would it be if somebody just poured all kinds of blessing into a sieve? Yeah. Right. What happened? Well, it was good for a second, but where'd it go? It's like a king sending an entourage with all kinds of goods and and supplies and this incredible blessing being brought to a city. But there's no army to protect it. So outside the city, marauders come. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Steal all the stuff. The king's like, I sent it, but yeah. You don't get to keep it because it's this picture of not only blessing, but divine protection. And it's also a picture that there's a, a wicked enemy out there that wants you to not be kept. I testify to the keeping grace of God, to the power of God who's held me, held my marriage, held my kids, held this church, brought us through thick and thin. Come on, somebody. Can you say that's right? Come on, say, Lord, keep me. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing picture of spiritual warfare but it's a picture in the confidence of god what god gives no one can take away when god says something that's it that settles it and it doesn't matter if there's something tries to bark or yap at your heels contrary to the promise of god you stand and you agree and if you're once you're done standing continue to stand decree a thing it's going to be established don't shrink back as some in the habit of doing but press on to the high calling of god in christ jesus repent Stand, believe, decree, proclaim, I'm blessed. Come on, somebody say I'm blessed. I'm blessed and I'm kept. God's face to shine upon you. Oh, I love this. Uh, It's a quote before we get to that. It's a quote from a rabbinic scholar slash sage type person. uh, And his name is Yucul Yairia. Sorry. I did the best I could. He says this. The best way for somebody to preserve his wealth is to give it to charity and good deeds, and that assures him God's continued blessing. This is, this is right in the Hamash, in the commentary. It's just so powerful. They understood sowing and reaping. God's face to shine upon us. It speaks of light. God causes, lift up his countenance, countenance, his face, shine upon us. Has anybody ever seen somebody with a, an angry face? How about a sad face? What this says, it's, 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 it's declaring, this is a, a blessing, and there's a series of blessings. It comes from God to the conduit, the priest, to release to you, that you'd be blessed, that you'd be kept, that his face would shine on you. And his face, what's well, his face? It's his presence. It's, his, it's the light of his countenance. It's all that God is, that he would shine upon you. It's a picture of illumination, it's a picture of revelation, It's a picture of the Holy Spirit. Come on, come on, somebody say, shine on me. Shine, shine Jesus, shine. La, la, la. All right, you guys don't know that one. Wow. Lord, shine on me. Come on, say that. Lord, 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 shine on me. God's grace. Now, this is a beautiful thing. That you would cause, he would cause grace to be on us in the midst of all of these things. You would find favor. And that people would look upon you favorably. In other words, when they see you, the blessing and the, the keeping and the shining, they'd say, how's that happening? And you'd say, his name is Jesus. There, there, there's this there is this grace that comes on you for with people but not just people with nations wow the blessing in material and spiritually now may you have the wisdom it's also wisdom in in stewarding favor it's wisdom in stewarding material blessings wisdom in stewarding the spiritual blessings God's face is not hidden, but being turned towards us. And it indicates an attitude. And to me, and I didn't read this, and God's face being turned towards us and, and this number six, peace. I didn't read this, but to me it is really like, a, it, it's really a messianic prophecy to me. Because how can God's face really be turned towards us and how can we spend time in his presence and have real peace? without salvation that only comes from Jesus. How do you get that? The sacrificial system was types and shadows in the Old Testament to point to the final sacrifice, whose name is Jesus. Oh, my. Peace. The fullness of life. Wholeness in every area of your life. Oh, I love this. I spent some time in some, in some Jewish commentaries, which I really enjoyed. You just have to be careful to bring the new covenant into that. You can't just stand on some of those. But if you are able to sew it together, it's so powerful. I remember sitting under a rabbi, Rabbi Greenberg, in actual fact, in Anchorage, when I sat there and was able to come in with a bunch of other Gentiles. And they told us, don't, you don't put your hand out, to shake his hands. They don't shake hands with Gentiles. I'm like, okay. And so anyway, we sat there. He taught on Abraham. Uh, he was 10 minutes into the Abraham thing, and I felt like the most ripped-off Christian like, ever. I'm thinking, what? What? I wanted to stand up and shout, but I was in a very conservative company of people. I was literally holding the bottom of my seat, just going, oh my God, this is amazing! I was like losing my mind. He was shining on me. Wow. Listen to this. They say, here's what rabbinic scholars, commentators say, that there's no container that can hold the material and spiritual blessings of God but peace. That's beautiful. Psalm 29, verse 11, the Lord will will give strength to his people. Now, that means every kind of strength. Okay, that's not physical strength only, but it does include that. How many of you know you can be physically strong and be spiritually weak? That's no good. It's all of it. It, it. it gives you spiritual strength. He gives you physical strength. He gives you material strength. He gives you strength in its fullness your whole life. Strength. Strength in relationships. Right? Psalm 29, 11, The Lord blesses people with peace. They're, they're really tied. I don't know if you've had a lot of money in the bank and had no peace. It doesn't really matter if, about the money. If you lose your peace that's no good. I had that happen a number of times over this past week in Great Warfare. What'd you do? Went and got it. Got what? My peace back. How? Lots of different ways. Prayer, repentance, seeking God, taking some action, confronting things. Come on, some of you just let your peace fly away like a dove. You're like, oh, well, that that was nice for a season. What are you talking about? You're supposed to have peace. I'm praying for world peace. We'll have world peace when he splits the eastern sky. That's when we'll have world peace. Up until then, there'll be wars, rumors of wars. All right. God is talking to us. God's speaking to us today about success. You shouldn't long and yearn for it as the world does because that's what people do today. And many have pierced themselves through with trying to get successful, trying to amass wealth and land. Now, the ancients longed for the blessing, and that's what you ought to long for. Now, included in the blessing can be those things as well. Don Richardson, missionary to the Sawi people in Indonesia, left everything with his little baby and his wife, and they went to headhunters and cannibals. And they saw God come down, and a great revival ensued in the 1960s that still exists today. And Don is in heaven now, and he's left a heritage. He sowed seeds that I believe we're gonna help to harvest because we're sending uh, these beautiful missions. Would you stand for just a moment? Pia and Rick are heading into missionaries to Indonesia. Now you tell me. You tell me what the ultimate blessing is. The ultimate blessing, really, is, uh, I'm sorry, I've got to back up. The greatest blessing is that we belong to the Lord. We're his treasured possession. But a byproduct of belonging to him, I said a byproduct of belonging to him is all of his blessings. I talked to my son this morning who's helping, uh, and then we'll move into the application. I I talked to my son this morning who's helping the uh, camps in Oahu. He flew himself over there. They called to see if he would be able to help with music and different things. Costly ticket. They said, will you send us? And, and uh, I said, they said, well, no, it's, it's costly. So he paid for himself to go. I'm bragging on him. He, he took of his own resources and he went there. Very costly ticket for five days to sew into those camps. My son could call me right now and say, dad, I, I need money for something. Do you think I'd give it to him? He wouldn't even have to ask twice. He, uh, he's, he's blessed. My daughter blessed. She's on her own. Now my son's still in my own house and he's saving money. Well, he was saving money for a house, but he gave it all into the house of the Lord. I'm just going to go ahead and brag on him. He's not here. He had a house to, he had a house, uh, he had his deposit almost all together. And he said, God, God's telling me to sell it. I said, do it. He said, wow. And he struggled and he prayed and he knew it was the Lord and he did it. He just dropped the whole thing. I thought, come on, Jesus. My house is his house. He doesn't have to ask me to go in the fridge. He just has to wash his hands. Isn't that right, Pastor Kerry? <laughs> How would that be? Um, hi, hi, mom. Um, uh, dad. Hi. Yeah. I just, I just, you know, I was, you know, I was upstairs and uh, uh I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm really, really pretty hungry. I should just like, like, can like, could I please? Please, can I go in the refrigerator and make myself a sandwich? I just want to go to how some of you are with God. You beg to go in the fridge. Are you, are you following me? He's given you the keys of the kingdom. He's whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound. He's a little no working out like that for me. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, son. It ain't God's issue. You're the one that has the issue, so you need to examine that and see what's going on. Now, I'm so thankful that, you know, God can say no. That's right. I've asked for things. He's like, no. I see other people have it. He's like, yeah, but that's not for you right now. I'm so thankful. He knows me. He knows my rising up. He knows my setting down. I asked for things that would have destroyed me earlier, but he knew better, so he didn't give them to me. Hello? Hello? Some of you are like, if I just, oh, yes. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you don't have the character. You'd be like a, you know, you'd be like a Pop-Tart just exploding in a microwave, you know. (laughs) Don't be afraid to ask God for things. He can say no. He can say yes. And you, you be thankful for what you have. Don't have an attitude of greed. Love God with all your heart and he'll release the blessing of God to you. All right. And then you honor him the, the greatest thing is to be his come on somebody say oh i belong to god <laughs> now of course you only belong to him if you've given your heart to jesus and if you haven't we'll remedy that at the end of the service to as many as received him he gave them the right to become children of god all right god speaking to us it's not success but it's blessing the ancients longed for that's what we need to long for in an application of the united states of america our forefathers understood the blessing, and you see it throughout their writings. In 1607, the settlers erected a cross at Cape Henry. That's basically Jamestown to say that they, that they were thankful to God and they dedicate this land to God. That's what they did. 16, come on, 1607. Our first president, George Washington, at his inauguration on April 30th, 1789, put his right hand on a Bible and said, so help me God. That's where that comes from. So help me God, as he was inaugurated and became the first president. The Civil War, which Lincoln says is God's judgment on America for slavery, had what's called the battle hymn of the republic. And I was so moved by this this morning, I had him put it up on the screen. And I want you to read this. This This is amazing. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord, He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. His truth is marching on. Next verse. Sounded forth the trumpet. Retreat. Hearts of men before His judgment seat soul to answer him be jubilant my feet keep going beauty was born across the sea the glory in his bosom figures you and me Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching. Put your hands together for Jesus. Oh, no, I'm going to keep going. Give me the give me the give me the next verses fiery watch fire thing. You got it? (laughs) Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, 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 hallelujah. You got the next verse? Glory, 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 hallelujah. His His truth is marching on. My, 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 listen to this. I guess that was the whole thing. Well, I think we should put our hands together and say hallelujah. That was the battle hymn of the republic that they fought to. What hope did the what hope did the South have? Totally outside the will of God, and it was more about economics than anything, really. In 1954, the phrase "under God" was inserted by Congress into the Pledge of Allegiance, one nation under God. That was, thank God, 1954. I thought it was earlier than that. As individuals, we must understand it is not things that we own that declare, please hear me. It's not the things that we own that declare the blessing of God. They're not the, the things that you own are not the source of life. It's God alone and his blessing on our life that means life. Did you get that? God desires to bless us as we bring this to conclusion. Uh, um, worship team, please. God desires to bless us and the nations. We position ourselves to receive his blessing. But how do you do that, Pastor? Obey Him. How? Obey. Obey His Word. So what is hard? I'll tell you what's harder. The curse is way harder. I found that. Anybody else found that? Somebody said it's hard to be a Christian. I guess I, I can say maybe, uh, I, I mean, I, I know what it is to be without him really vividly. It's in my mind. I remember, I remember what it was like to lie in my bed with no peace. I remember what it was like to be tormented. I remember what it was like to hear voices. I remember. Now, maybe my testimony is different than yours, but you have one. You can be free. You can have peace and you can have the blessing of God. God doesn't save you from a devil's hell to leave you tormented in the earth. If you were just supposed to give your heart to Jesus and then we'd just go to heaven, you would die instantaneously after you received him in a very real way. No, he leaves us here. Why? To expand his kingdom. Yeah. And in actual fact, in that blessing over Israel was so that they would expand and they would reach nations and they would turn people. The blessing of God would be upon them so obviously. You see throughout scripture. Three or four men, Zachariah would take a Jew by his cloak and say, where are you getting the blessing? You imagine you're so blessed. So, I mean, so incredibly blessed. Spiritually, materially, in every way. That somebody says, why do you got it like that? And then you can tell him, his name is Jesus. And he'll bless you too. You just need to come to him. Everybody say, obey him. Obey him. Secondly, repent. Repent. re. Again, pen, think, rethink, think differently. Think differently the way than you used to. Think according to God's word. I've run into so many believers that are illiterate, biblically illiterate, they don't even know what they believe. Repent, think differently, pray for God's blessing. Come on, pray for God's blessing. Every day, speak it over your kids. Speak it over your marriage. Speak it over your spouse. Speak it over your house. Speak it over your cattle, pastor. Speak it over your chickens. Speak it over your business. Speak it over the school. I could tell you story after story how God turned things around, but I'll just tell you one. We had a next-door neighbor that hated us. When we moved in, they thought I was a detective. I only found that out after the fact. They thought I was a detective. We we rolled up, was in Hawaii, supposed to have what they call Aloha, and we waved at everybody, hey, we're your new neighbors. Just stared at us. It was like children of the corn standing up there. I'm like, wow, that's kind of creepy. You remember that? I never saw the movie because I'm born again. Anyway, but I heard, I heard things. Don't go see the movie. We pulled in with like, well, that was weird. And when we got out, it's just full mad vibe. Well, time went on. They they were foul. They had so many. I called the police on them so many times. So much domestic violence. I mean, there was a fight every week, every Friday night. Something happened. They would sit, park their hot, hot rods out in front of my house and burn rubber until the tires popped. Now, any of you rednecks out there ever done that? Anybody ever done that? Uh-huh? A hick is a non-tither. A redneck is a tither. Redneck, there's nothing wrong with being a redneck. Come on, someone. <laughs> they would sit out there and just burn rubber. A cloud of smoke, would in, in, we would close all our windows in the heat of Hawaii. And the cloud, it would be 20 minutes, 30 minutes of burning rubber by screaming, blasting music, cursing. It went on and on and on and on. And we we got a hold of this. We got a hold of operating in the blessing. And so we started reaching our hands. Now, it started like this. (laughs) Blossom in the name. I mean, you know, my heart wasn't really into it because I wanted to go and, and teach them some things do you know we were in that house for three years when we left we would give them christmas cookies they never said thank you i mean it was by the time we left we had begun to be friends i had preached the gospel to them and i I think the one the one young man i prayed he prayed to receive jesus i didn't get the whole the whole family didn't come to church they were they were it was a process when we left they were weeping Along with the church out on the streets, we drove off to move here to Alaska some six, 17 years ago, 16 years ago, whatever it was. They were weeping and waving goodbye. They would watch my house. I didn't need an alarm system. I had next door neighbors. They're like, you touch pastor's house. You touch pastor's house, you dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> some of you need to, you say, I've got neighbors just like that. Speak the blessing over them speak God bless them open their eyes God bless don't curse them oh if they do that one more time and yeah I'd call the cops on anybody I we call the cops all the time thank God for the police pray for God's blessing declare and receive God's blessing come on somebody say I'm going to declare it say it come on put your hand on your neighbor and say bless you come on put turn to your other neighbor and say Lord bless you come on say the Lord keep you go ahead say it here go like this let the lord keep you lord cause his face to shine upon you lord give you peace would you speak that over your homes would you speak it over your family would you speak it over this community would you speak it over willowa would you speak it over the broken places would you and just because something looks like it's blessed doesn't mean it is Declare and receive God's blessing. And the last thing is believe. Everybody say believe. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.